Welcome to another episode of Mike'd Up Mellow in Big Country with you live from Lot J today at Arrowhead Stadium. A great crowd showing up, Big Country. You and I, obviously, big Chiefs fans, but also having the Browns in this game. We're going to go over some Browns Chiefs previews a little bit today. We're also going to have our guy Josh Smoots on finally Ooh. from Mid America RV. This podcast brought to you by Mid America RV. Our tagline is usually why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone. To that, I say, fuck you, Yellowstone. Why work from home when your office could be at Arrowhead Stadium? And that's where we are today. But I do feel like we have to talk about college football to start this baby off. I put out my pick six picks mm-hmm. on You've been Friday. on a heater in terms of betting lately. Big money. I like how you use past tense there. I have been on a heater that all collapsed for me this weekend. Yeah, you, you really hate to see it. <laughs> Literally every bet that I had. I, I don't claim to be like a big betting guy. I'm trying to get into it. I was feeling myself a little bit those first couple weeks. It fell apart. It, it collapsed yeah. for me. I had uh, a couple of the bets. I had Ohio State 14 points at Oregon. Ohio State loses. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the clip, but Ohio State's banned the the guy in the hat that yeah, runs out. Like what he they're just, most known for other yeah, than football. He just trips over himself. Like I think that was a, I, I saw Pat McAfee tweet out. He's like, is this a sign of the universe or from the universe that this was a bad betting idea? And I think they it were, was for everybody. They were trying to get it out to all betters, like, hey, cancel it. Get out of it if you can. <laughs> yeah. Double down on Oregon. Today's not our day. It, you know, CJ Stroud, the freshman quarterback at Ohio State taking a lot of heat I think he played well and I'm not calling for him to get benched or anything like that I think he played well the defense has to step up but I think one thing that is at least a little bit obvious to me is that you might want to give some of these other quarterbacks an opportunity to no joke yeah we talked about this quarterback competition all spring all summer and even a little bit in the fall and I'm not even saying like I don't want to have the hot take of oh you have to play Quinn Ewers yeah. You have to play whoever your backup quarterback well, is. I, mean, I, I do think you have to give him some reps. Absolutely. And you and Matt both tweeted it out, and it got some slack for it. And it's just kind of, you know, people are going to look at the stat line and be like, oh, my God, he threw for 500 yards. It's like, yep. yeah, he also threw a game-ending interception on the final drive. It's that and box score scouting that will eat you up sometimes. And, I mean, we've been guilty of it before, you know, in the past. And it's kind of one of those deals where you look at it. When you're watching the game, you see a different a different outcome than what the score, in, you know, than how the game ended. So it's kind of one of those deals where – Maybe you do give some of these younger guys a look when they both are five-star recruits, like all of them. Oh, are. I mean, you have four guys that are highly recruited at Ohio State. Yep. And, you know, even you know, like another game that I bet on and missed. And, you know, a lot of people tell you don't bet on your favorite team. Don't do it. Uh, it wasn't good. No. Losing money and losing a game at the same time is one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever been through. And I've been <laughs> through a divorce. I've been asked to move out of a house that I live in. Via divorce. Yeah. Did you get Watching served? Texas lose while also losing money was worse. Yeah, and it was it was one of those atmospheres where we had the watch party and it was incredible. And then we had fans coming in and they're just running their mouths. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, come on, guys. We're, all, we're already down bad enough. We're losing to Arkansas. They had, a, like, 185-pound running back running like he's yeah. 240. Well, and they're a 250-pound quarterback running over yeah. everyone. Dude, um, and he didn't look bad. Like, just Arkansas – I mean, they sent a message, right? And I think it was to the whole SEC, too, of, like, we're not messing around. And I know it it's Texas. Really good. It's a Big 12 school. As of now, they're getting ready to join the SEC. I love how Arkansas posted a welcome to the league type of message to Texas after the game. I and got just so kick us while many we're down, messages. Right? I don't know I if you too. did, too. Yeah, everyone, so many tags, so many tweets, 
so many text messages as well. I haven't responded, and I don't plan on it. I, I didn't take the loss yeah. well at all, and I just I wasn't in a mood to hear it. I get it. Uh, people like to talk trash when your team loses. It's fine. I did think Arkansas looked really good. I'm not like an Arkansas hater at all. Uh, I like the program that they're building there, and they did look. They looked really good. They, they looked like they belong in the SEC. Texas did not. And, you know, we've questioned it that whole time of like, why are they doing this? I think that Saturday just kind of confirmed why is Texas doing this. Like, I don't think you're ready for the SEC. Like, your offensive line got completely dismantled. Defensive line couldn't get any pressure. Like, you yep. talk about game of trenches. I know we'll probably get into that here in a little bit, talking about this Chiefs Browns matchup for Week One to start the season. It's incredible to be back at Arrowhead. I know you started off the episode with it, but I mean that was the message set from or sent from Arkansas yesterday was, hey, we can run the ball at will. You want to run the ball with Bijan Robinson, who's been labeled as one of the best running backs in college football. He couldn't get it going. Couldn't do. Couldn't get anything working at all. You know, it Hudson Card was a guy that we were very excited about as Texas yep. fans too. He didn't look Lost like he belonged job. as a starter. I, I felt like Casey Thompson came in and played pretty well, but there was a big gap uh, on the field and. One other thing that we've talked about before when we were doing radio is that Texas joining the SEC is going to have a huge target on their back. Yep. Everyone in the SEC playing Texas, that's almost like their Super Bowl, like a welcome to the league moment. Yep. I Which think is, this is a, you know, a little bit of preview of what's to come for Texas joining the SEC. And it was some, something else we talked about when doing radio was that you know every game for Texas is going to be a rivalry of some sort. Like you mentioned, the target's yep. on their back. The games just mean more. This Texas-Arkansas game is a rivalry that's gone back for years. I mean, all the way into, yep. the, ni- you know, into the 1900s. They haven't played each other, I think, for a, a while, if I remember correctly. I think it was like 2005 was the last time yeah. that they and, played and each Texas other. And Texas won. I believe Vince Young was their quarterback at the time. And just since then, I just I don't even know. It just it sucks. Every time we think Texas is going to be back, they show us that they're not. And <laughs> that, I'm just, I'm that tired was a of lot of the messages the I got. Is Texas back? Question mark. Yep. No, they're not fucking back. They're not ever going to be. They're joining the SEC. And you know, with Sarkeesian, a lot of people were telling me to get excited about it. I'll be I'll be honest. I am still excited about Sarkeesian because he called the right plays. It's not his fault that Hudson Card missed That's three true. deep shots. You know what I mean? I, I am a little bit of a Debbie Downer when it comes to my team. And I'm I'm not feeling it. Sunday morning here when we're recording today, and I'm <laughs> I'm not feeling too much Texas hype. Uh, no. One of the many losses that I had betting wise and fandom wise. Uh, let's look at some of those other ones though that I had. Now I was very confident in Iowa State hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, you know, we look at a lot of trends in betting. Iowa had a five-game winning streak coming into this game against Iowa State. I very boldly said, nope, not going to happen this weekend. Completely ignored it. Not in Ames. Iowa (laughs) State's got a great team. They got rolled also. Like, I barely even watched that game. We were a little busy up here in KC. But I barely watched that game, but it it wasn't competitive. And once again... Uh, Mello taking the L on the bets this week. I have to recover and do better. I mean, there's plenty of season left. You know, we're still early into it. Uh, your guy, Mr. Hall, not his best performance either. So, just kick me while I'm down. I'm sorry. Just I kick definitely me <laughs> while I'm down. Get you right one. in the sucker. Uh, you know, while we're at it, I also missed on Stanford USC. Thought USC would win that one. Everyone, they did not. I think everybody missed that. I'm. A, I've said that like all my bets crashed and burned. I think I mean that literally. I haven't. I'm afraid to go back and look. But I think I missed on all six bets. Absolutely atrocious. 
performance by myself. I'll do better next week. And another school that needs to do better next week is Florida State. Oh, buddy. Talk about a roller coaster of emotions and of a season so far. Like You played right there with Notre Dame. I started to get excited about Florida State, what they could do. And then you come out and you get beat on a Hail Mary by Jackson State. You One, you can't allow yourself to be in a ball game with Jackson State. Not if you're Florida State. Especially in a last-second throw opportunity where you hit – you. You allow them to complete the throw on a Hail Mary. Yeah. And with, like, two guys there, and then he just hits you with the old hesitation move. His receiver comes in, gets the block, and he just strolls into the end zone. Like, that's just at home, at Florida State, in that stadium, just a complete embarrassment after what you showed last week. week Maybe that just goes to show how bad Notre Dame is this year. You know, that's one of the reasons why I love college football. I know that the NFL product on Sundays is better. Yeah, I mean, you get a ton of close games. It comes down to, like, the actual fourth quarter. You know, we saw it on Thursday night with Tom Brady and the Cowboys. Like, both teams scored within two, the last two minutes of the game. But in college football, getting that upset of a team like Jacksonville State beating <laughs> Florida State. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that was a school. You, you won't find that in the NFL. Like, it never happens. I remember when the Dolphins beat the Patriots, and I – was how the hell does this happen? Yeah. But on any given Sunday, you know, you can see that happen. Yeah. In college football, it's just so much more exciting. It, it definitely is. And, you know, another exciting moment that happened this weekend uh, at the Miami Hurricanes game, it wasn't necessarily what Miami was doing on the football field. It was what was taking place in the stands. I'm sure you guys have seen the viral clip going around. When I first saw it, I didn't read the caption, and I thought the video was far enough away that I thought it was a human falling i was like they tried to catch a human being with a freaking flag no nope, uh, ends up being well, a cat exactly it ends up being a cat if you haven't seen the video you have to watch it yeah. uh, i don't care if you're a football fan or not it one thing that i question is how do these cats keep getting into stadiums and being it like, feels very... like 2020 2021 has been the year of kitty cats climbing into stadiums and this one hanging from like the second story, the second level. It was a true Lion King type of moment. It was. And but like Mufasa you mentioned, survived this, time. I, this cat is just sitting there. It's hanging. It's not Mufasa. I said the wrong Mufasa name. Mufasa is the dad. Yeah, okay. So I was right. Yeah. Yeah, my but bad. But for me. this cat to just be dangling there, watching the video, we're going to get a lot of background noise oh, yeah. today. Uh, but then also, hype right now. For these group of people to just kind of bond together and be like, no, we can figure this out. We can get this going. They get an American flag and try to catch this thing like a group of firemen. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing to see. And in typical cat fashion, this cat is rescued. They save its life. And what does the cat do to repay them? Attacks them. Almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Claws into arms. Uh, that's why dogs will forever be better than cats. <laughs> and I don't even think it's a debate. I'm not even willing to listen to arguments on it. Yeah, because, I mean, first off, a dog's not going to put themselves in that situation to be hanging from a, a stadium seat balcony to fall to its death. Like, when you watch it go from two paws up there to one paw, it just knows I'm going to lose all nine lives right now. Yeah, it, But a exactly. dog, dog's just going to stay up there and chill. That's going to be it. Yeah. So it, I, I'm right there with you. I love dogs. I don't mind cats. I've had one. They're cool when they want to be cool. When they don't want to be cool, That's they're not just very often. assholes. It's not very often that you see a cat that like wants to be cool yep. and hang out. At least in my experiences <laughs> uh, with cats, 
And, you know, we're obviously we're up here. We're tailgating at Lot J. You can hear the DJ going for us here. Uh, we've already kind of laid our predictions out for this game and what would happen. As far as what to watch for, like, what are you looking for today while we watch this game? Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier in the episode. Here is it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a game of trenches. The Chiefs have a brand new offensive line, fresh five starters all the way across from left to right. The whole right side from center over are rookies. Lucas Nyang is included with that because he took off last year due to COVID complications. And it's just one of these deals where we look at the Browns defensive line. You have Miles Garrett, who we all know is very dangerous and one of the best pass rushers in the league. And then on the other side, it's number one pick in Jadeveon Clowney. Now we know he hasn't a long time ago. Yeah. We haven't he hasn't really proved anything in the NFL, but we have seen that when there's a guy on the other side of him, he can create pressure. And Patrick Mahomes has dealt with enough of that. We saw in the Super Bowl. That's what I don't want to see here. And it's gonna be the same thing for the Chiefs defensive line. Chris Jones is gonna be popping outside to be playing D end. Reed, who they brought in in the offseason. I'm excited to see what he can do against this offensive line for the Browns because hey, they're pretty damn good too. It, I, I think you're right. That's definitely what to watch for. A lot of our Chiefs fans are very excited to see this offensive line. Monday morning, we'll know how good they do. Yep. This is one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So uh, how they block a guy like Miles Garrett, we'll see. Like Orlando Brown Jr., you say you want to be a left tackle? Let's figure it out real quick here. Yep. In that right side of the offensive line, you want to see how they do? Like you said, Jadavion Clowney right there on the other side. I think they'll probably maybe move those guys around a little bit. But we're going to know a lot about each of these teams come Monday morning because that offensive line is the question mark. I know that a lot of people question wide receiver two for the Chiefs. I'll tell you, that doesn't matter. Yeah. They will find guys to take those targets. They still have Hill. They still have Kelsey. So no problem at all there. What I'm watching for is that offensive line and how they will handle things. Yeah. Uh, another thing for this Browns defense is the amount of speed that they have in the secondary and at linebacker. I mean, they're going to be flying around. We know the Chiefs offense has plenty of speed in itself and that's my other thing I want to watch out for is is who steps up for this Kansas City Chiefs offense they lose Sammy Watkins in free agency I'm not that upset about it you have Noah Gray at tight end does he step up as our buddy just rails his head into the freaking RV here hope he's okay um, <laughs> but the two guys that I, I want to Concussion see step up, protocol. <laughs> no joke. and he started very early this morning in the hotel room not wasting any time this guy uh, but the, for the Chiefs offense I want there's two guys that I want to see who can step up and make a difference and that's either Clyde Edwards-Alaire or McCole Hardman. Which one does it this week? Because as much as you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey as the ones, you know, in their respected categories in the NFL at the positions, the Browns know that. The Browns are going to have a game plan against them, so you're going to have to rely on someone else. And that's what Sammy Watkins specialized in. Who do you think out of those two guys? I think it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's just going to disappear behind that offensive line because they're a foot taller than him and maybe You heard my pounds. comments on Friday. Yeah. I think it still holds true. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely going to be held to high. I don't think he there. hit a growth spurt this uh, time. You know, one of the great things about Sunday morning, I love opening up my Twitter app and seeing all the people that just tweet. Don't forget to set your lineup. Yeah, that is the worst person and the best person in the world. <laughs> yeah, because everybody wants to be that guy, and I get it. But at the same time, like we don't need all you know, however many Twitter. People like, there thank are you for there. allowing me to see it. I don't want my opponent to see it. Like, I hope they they had a rough Saturday night and it carries over to Sunday and they forget about it. You know, like if you're really into fantasy, you don't need a guy on Twitter reminding you. <laughs> However, I will say, I've needed it before. Yeah. Not only have I been that guy before, but I've also needed that guy before. So it's very annoying when you don't need it. When you need it, it's a lifesaver, and that's yeah. why I say. 
uh, the don't forget your fantasy lineup guy is both the best and worst person in the world yep. on a Sunday morning. So speaking of fantasy football, who are you expecting to have a big game this week or maybe show out? It doesn't necessarily have to be a sleeper. It can be a big name. But who do you think has the best game or someone that you're maybe just keeping an eye on to see how they do? Uh, I'm really watching these quarterbacks uh, closely. I, I do have Lamar Jackson on one of my teams. I want to see how he does. Yeah. Uh, I want to see what he can do. Uh, he's taking on the Vegas Raiders this weekend on Monday night. So I, I have him in my lineup, and I expect big things from him. I know a lot of people were even a little bit cautious to put him on their fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, due to the you know, COVID vaccinations, losing a lot of his running backs. I think we could see him take a lot of carries Monday night against the Vegas Raiders, and I'm not a believer in that defense. So I do yeah. think that Lamar Jackson is going to put up a, just a hell of a amount of points on Monday. Yeah, and it's nice for the Ravens to kind of start the season out against the Raiders. I don't mean to shit on them, but, hey, we're an arrowhead. So, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really care right now. And But the thing is for the Ravens, next week they play Kansas City. So, not, yep. to, look, not to overlook the Raiders, but you better hope you figure out the running game or play calling situation this week because next week you have to have it figured out no matter what. A guy I'm looking out, though, um, in terms of running backs, I know you went quarterbacks. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's coming yep. back from injury. He's going to be playing Denver. We know their defense is coming back completely healthy with Vaughn Miller. How does he look in his in his comeback debut here for this season after taking his ACL last year? Yeah. And another guy, uh, how about Christian McCaffrey? Yep. Seeing him come back, too. They get the Jets this weekend. That's going to be an exciting one. Obviously, most people listening to this probably already saw the game, but those are definitely some guys that I'm looking forward to. Yep. And Christian McCaffrey was another guy I had on my list because they're playing the New York Jets. And uh, if you know anything about the Jets, they're not very good. We're excited about what they have on offense. Defensive-wise, it's Quinn and Williams. I believe Mosley's coming back this week, but that, that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah Marcus so, May in the back, but, you know, he's free yeah, roaming. We will see what happens there. But uh, that's it for us. Uh, we do appreciate all of our sponsors. We're out here with Mid-America RV. Obviously, it's a, it's a little bit loud. Hey, it's as the kids say, it's lit, son. And we're going to get to this party, but also thanks to Manscaped. Remember, you can use Mic'd Up 20 for 20% off at Manscaped. And as always, you can visit MidAmerica RV for your RV needs. Toy drops, toy haulers, fifth wheels. They've got it all for you at MidAmerica RV. Go cheese!